piss, 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 Howdy there, Sarah, and welcome back to Endgame, a Riverdale podcast where two dreamy people and also a third person review a nightmare of a show. I am your first host, the MAOA and CDH 13 serial killer genes. I'm your second host, Gargoyle Sex. And I'm your third host, Genetics 101. Why'd you say that so sad? She hates this episode. I hate, I hate the serial killer Genetics 101. Because <sighs> I hate this plot. I We're going to have to talk about the peas. <sighs> it's only the thing I am studying. <laughs> yeah, hence why I'm upset it? about this. So there's a thing called a dominant and recessive trait. <sighs> That's how most of my classes are, actually. Everyone is just... Annoyed and tired all the time. Sorry about that. I am here. I'm I'm tired. I'm gargoyle sex. I know what you mean by that, but the idea of going up to just like, I don't know, like a 15th century building. Like if you go up to the Larc de Triomphe and you're like, hey, you're looking pretty nice tonight. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what Ethel wants. Concept. A photo shoot um, where you set up a whole like picnic date outside the Lac de Triomphe, but the other person there is, like, one of the statues. That's, the that's funny. <gasps> soup! Double soup. No! God! No! God, please, no! 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 I dreamed it for you, June. So since mine isn't fun, should I go first? Yeah, you can go first, but you have to talk to the mic. Anyway, um, I had a dream. I was, like, I think on a road trip with my dad. And he was just being abusive. And then I woke up really stressed and, like, with a panic attack. So I was having a bad time. I had a dream that I was, um, gonna take a bath. So I was naked. And then, <gasps> um, but for some reason, a bunch of people were at my house and I didn't lock the door. So then one of my cousins opened the door and I was like, oh no. And then he was like, no. And then he closed the door and then I was embarrassed. So then Genetics 101's dad appeared. And then Genetic 101 appeared and we we're both wearing clothes now. So I'm not taking a bath anymore. And her dad just walked in and grabbed a Genetics 101 by the arm and was like, we're leaving. And he was like a big man in a business suit. And then a briefcase, and he grabbed her and dragged her away. No, she had never seen my father no. up until that, like, until that. That was all. He kind of looked like Hiram. It's relevant. It's not relevant. <laughs> it's In my not... dream, it was Hiram. In your dream? It... Her father was Hiram. It looked a little bit like Hiram. Like, a little. I think this, is, this show has poisoned your brain. Yeah, I know. I think, like, something's wrong with you now that wasn't wrong with you before. He's half Italian. He does not speak Spanish. The name Arnold Palmer has legendary roots as an original beverage combination of half iced tea and half lemonade. Arizona Beverages, makers of one of America's favorite iced teas, has teamed up with Arnold Palmer to give you Arnold Palmer Diet Half and Half. Who the fuck is Arnold Palmer? That's a great question. Special golf achievements. PGA Player of the Year 1960 and 1962. PGA Leading Money Winner 
1958, 60, 62, and 63. The Varden Trophy, 1961, 62, 64, and 67. It's just weird to see a guy that, like... People would thirst over when my mother was born. <laughs> when was your mother born? 64. Whoa, your mom is 10 oh, years wow. older than my parents. Your mom is one year older than my dad. Chrysler Cup team and captain, 1986 through 90. President's Cup captain, 1996. UBS Cup team and captain, 2001 through 2004. Your mom was born before Stonewall happened. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. All-time low 18-hole score, 60. Your mom is most, like my grandma's age. Sorry. I'm most consecutive birdies, seven. Career, hole-in-one, 20. Is the Arnold Palmer based on a golf player? Maybe he invented it? I don't know. Like, that maybe sucks. he liked that? I don't know. We bought your, your mom was born in Look 64. Look at how hot he your is. Your mom was born in 64? Yeah. Okay. It's more useful when they just jab you with, <laughs> with the semen. And they're like, tsh, tsh, that one worked. Shove it in. <laughs> that was... Sorry. That, like, you said that with so much, like, force behind it. You were, like, really going for it. So... I want to teach sex. <laughs> so this episode... I had a dream about Arnold Palmer. Um, all of those facts were from my dream. Also, Sarah, look up Arnold Palmer. He seems like a pretty cute guy. Okay. So the summary. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Every time I remember it, nobody lets me do it. And then when I forget, all of you are like, God, you dumb idiot for forgetting. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? I want you to do it. Okay. I want to hug. But also let me riff on it. <laughs> I want you to give me a hug. Thank you, sweetheart. I love okay. you very much. Can I do the summary? Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm questioning why you haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. not, you don't seem to be good at your job. <laughs> Okay, so, first of all, Jug goes on a quest to find out more information about the Gargoyle King and Ricky, and in the process, meets Ethel and teams up with her to find out more information about the Garg. You find out Hiram wants to buy Riverdale, so Veronica works with Archie and Reggie um, and Sheriff Jones to make a plan to take Hiram down and stop him from buying the town. Meanwhile, Betty talks to... Ethel and Edgar at the farm and finds out information about herself um, and Ethel. her genetics. Not and Ethel, she attempts to investigate... Betty. Wait, who? Betty. Oh, okay. oh my god, if it was all Ethel, like if this no. was an Ethel-centered <laughs> episode... Meanwhile... Can you imagine an Ethel-centered episode? No. I can. It's called uh, Sierra Burgess. Me meanwhile, Betty investigates the farm... While finding out information about herself from Polly, Alice, and Edgar, she attempts to investigate what's going on and tries to convince Cheryl, Tony, Kevin, and Fangs to leave the farm because they are doing nefarious activities. And that's the episode, baby. This is my favorite episode of season three. I love this episode. Um, no episode will ever top this. If you think it does, you're wrong. In season three, right? Yes. Yeah, Not just in general. No, no, the no, 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 no. So many episodes. Pin, pin, no, no, no. Justice no, no, no. for the pincushion man. No justice for the pincushion man. This is better than the musical episodes. This is probably more fun than Hedwig. Oh, much more fun than Hedwig. Hedwig's bad. 
You know how you solve transphobia by dressing in drag. That works. Maybe if we all just dressed up as Hedwig in front of J.K. Rowling's house. <laughs> she'd be like, she no. Probably, no, she would be like, that's a death threat. I get it. How, how dare, dare you? you? <gasps> soup. Double um, soup. No! The first scene is drug narrating and then interrogating Dr. Curdle Jr. and looking at the Black Hood's disgusting little hand that he cut off. This man put it under, like, what's it called when you're in a morgue and you cover it with a sheet? I was about to call it, like, a bridal veil, but for death. Like, uh, you know? I call it a sheet. Okay, I assumed the prison, I thought there was a fancy name than just the sheet. Apologies. Anyway, I he, to be a like, corner. he has it. <laughs> As a kid? What? Sorry, I was about to say something, but we're about to back up. You wanted to be a coroner as a kid? Yeah. So how how kid was kid? Like, ten? So you were ten. Oh my god. A ten-year-old child in middle school, early middle school, like fifth grade. And you went to your parents. Oh, and maybe you were like, like Hi, mommy. Hi, daddy. I want to look at dead bodies for a living. And I, they no, were I all think like, that was yeah, like, good for no, you, they would sweaty. Never dreams. I think that, no, they did, as long as it's not art. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. No, let's not. Why did you want to look at dead bodies as a kid? Because I liked solving things. What? <laughs> I like solving crimes. I think I would because what I a, like Does a coroner crimes. solve crimes? Yeah. No. Wouldn't that be like I want to be a detective? No. I, I want to be in forensics. Yeah, I wanted to um like be either a coroner or um do forensics. But I think I was a bit older than 10, so like probably like 11 or 12. Anyway, still young. I oh think god, I, that's so much better. I think at oh, 10 for you. I think at 10 I still wanted to be an archaeologist. A 6th grader dodged a bullet there. Boy, oh boy, I was worried for a moment, but then you said you were in sixth grade, and I was like, no, that's normal. I don't think I could date you if you were a coroner. You'd smell like dead people every day. Anyway, so what were you saying? That he had the whole sheet for a whole human, and then he lifted it up, and it was one hand. That's he also indeed. said that the Black Hood sawed off his own hand. Well, now, buddy, you couldn't have thought of that, like, before? What do you mean before? He didn't notice those cuts on the hand before. All right. He was just like, yeah, that's normal. Dr. Colonel Jr.'s not, uh, like, he's not good, good at his job. No. He just accepts payment no, to say he's, whatever. No, he's he's good at his job. He just does not have morals. So I don't know how this happened. Because, like, if you're... Like, no, Dr. Curdle Jr. regularly learns things that the other characters don't know and doesn't tell anyone unless they ask and pay him first. Yeah, but like, he probably he's... knew that and he didn't say until Betty paid him to tell her. That's actually a fair point. That yeah. would have happened. But he does that all the time, like consistently. This is like one of the most consistent characters in all of Riverdale. Yeah. He... Man's... That's not hard. None of the characters are consistent. It is hard. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Nothing about me is soft. Oh my god. Oh my god. The worst line in history. Um, anyway, so the Black Hood's plan, just to get this clear, is while on a bus, saw off your own hand while on a bus. Maybe he did that before and he just had it with him. hijack the bus, one-handed, leave hand at scene of crime, so that everyone thinks you're dead, and then immediately that same day, 
attack someone in the same costume at the school, and also she's the one person that knows it's you. Oh, I don't so understand. How did he get the tenth body? Because they had ten heads. We don't know. Oh, that's just a fantastic a random... question. I just asked that question. How did he get a tenth body on that like I random ass? Like, how did he smuggle a dead body I on really that? I don't know. He was how. like, "Don't mind me. This is just my friend. Dead it's a body." Hamster. That does mean that he had just cut off his hand and he shoved a hook into his arm. The next scene is Hiram wants to buy Riverdale and he's arguing with Hermione about um, buying the whole town. And Veronica overhears. He doesn't want to buy Riverdale. He wants to release Riverdale of its debts. (laughs) I don't know what debts those are. Like, who owns, like, the concept of Riverdale? Like, has has Riverdale been been creating, like, a trading empire? I don't know. Who gave Riverdale credit? I don't know what, how that's, like, literally the idea of Riverdale is in debt. Like, I don't know how that would work. Hyrule's the most powerful person in the town. So he would have the debts. So that doesn't make sense. I don't know who the fuck would own that. Who's in debt? Like in debt to what? Greendale? I don't know. It's so weird. The country? The state. The state. Indiana. It Indiana. Is Indiana's in debt. Oh, by governor the way. Dooley is a freaking Indiana governor name. We haven't made that point as the anti-New York squad. Governor Dooley is an Indiana fucking name. I know. It doesn't make anyway. So then Veronica. Goes to Archie's house, and I don't remember Molly Ringwald's name, so I'm just calling her Molly Ringwald now. Um, She shows Archie and Molly Ringwald the fake deeds Hiram gave her for Le Bon Nuit, and, um, what's the... El Royale Boxing Club. No, Um, Pops, my love. Pops. What? No. Wait, wait, sorry. I just that's what she's talking about. Wait, wait, sorry. Is it not? If once you have Pops Chocolate Shop, Le Bon Nuit, and El Royale... Does that mean that Veronica owns three businesses under three different languages? Well, Hiram owns them. You know what? You're so right. <laughs> the best thing about this scene is that Archie is just like, yeah, Ronnie, well, your I, dad sucks. Well, I, I haven't said what the scene is. But does he swallow? <laughs> That's funny. According to the Riverdale comp of Archie. Um, anyway, so she shows the deeds. Does that Riverdale come say Hiram swallows? No. No, she made a joke. What if you just found something that was like an interview with all of the cast of Riverdale and they're like, so, does your character spit or swallow? That's such a good question for interviews. You know when interviewers are like, I'm going to ask the hard-hitting questions no one's ever asked you before? Ask them then, do it. Be like, how many teeth does your character have? Like, what? Weird shit. That how many so teeth does your character yes. have? Then Veronica meets with a curly-haired person and talks about Hiram. And the bon A curly-haired person? Yeah, I think it's a lady who wants to arrest the woman, Hiram. The FBI woman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, do I love the FBI. They're really fast on their, like, showing up. Yeah, they meet with Veronica and she says, we want to take Hiram down. And the FBI lady says, well, we need to catch Hiram in the act of committing a crime to arrest him. So Veronica says, okay, I'll set up a crime. Is putting up, like, a false deed not a crime? No, it is, but I don't think the FBI would arrest him for that. (laughs) You're so right. (laughs) I don't think the FBI is like, come with me. Come with us. You've you've done fraud. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, But you know what they do care about? Illegal boxing. Oh, baby. Yeah, they definitely care about that. 
Then, okay. All right. We're going to have to take turns talking because everyone has different feelings about the scene. The, so Polly and Alice sit uh-huh. down with Betty at the farm. And they <sighs> say, so Betty, we haven't told you this, but you were in a hospital when you were eight. Why doesn't Archie remember you being in a hospital when you were eight? We're not going to talk about that. He said, <laughs> to be fair, he probably didn't have permanent memories yet. So anyway, we're not going to talk about that. They say, Betty, they did some tests on you. And you have the serial, the serial killer gene. You have it. You're a serial, you got the serial killer gene. Two genes. Two. The MAOA and the CDH13 genes. I mean, everyone, she has a mutation. (laughs) This is, I think, the best thing Riverdale's ever done is just introducing a serial killer gene. It doesn't make sense. I don't know why, what, how that's a thing. It's not a real thing. Guys, I don't know, Sarah, if you know this. Get yourself tested, because if you have this gene, it's only a matter of time until you murder two or more people. It's just so ridiculous. What a plot line. And the fact that Betty believes them, like, Alice and Polly are actually insane in a cult. And they sit down and they say, you have a serial killer gene. Betty's like, yeah. That tracks. You talk about it now, love. Okay. First of all, they say she went to the hospital for a concussion, and then they did the testing. Why the fuck do you get genetic testing done? <laughs> did they say it was for a concussion? Yeah. Yes! <gasps> for so a concussion! Funny. Now, also, assuming this is set in the modern day. It is. Not yeah. in the 80s. No, not in not. the 80s. They, they, what, genetic testing would have been like significantly more expensive than na- it is nowadays. It's much harder. I don't even know if it would have been possible to just do that like that. There's no way they would have done that for someone with a concussion. Like, you don't get a six-year-old with a concussion. You're like, you know what? Let me analyze her entire genome. Like, that's not how this works. They didn't analyze her entire genome. They were just like, hey, while we're here... Want to do a quick test to make sure your child's not a serial killer? That's That doesn't make sense. Also, I don't... like. I, I plan to do that with my child. Yeah. Serial killers aren't born. They're made. Yeah. Okay, so... In a lab. <laughs> by the FBI. So, it it is stupid. It doesn't make sense that they would run genetic testing in the, like, early 2000s for a kid with a concussion. This isn't the early 2000s. This is, like, 2018. This is late. No, when she was a kid. Uh, Oh, yeah. You're so smart. Yeah, because when she was a kid, she would have... Mid-2000s. Yeah, that would have been the early 2000s. Mid-2000s. No one would have done genetic testing for that. Like, that is absolute bullshit. There's no... That's just not a thing. Um, okay, the first of all, the only doctor in this town is Dr. Curdle Jr. And uh, if you tell me that Dr. Curdle Jr. doesn't just do weird to everybody that comes through his office, I disagree. Do you want to hear the end of this article? Sure. I didn't read it. It's, it says, okay, there are plenty of steps that we as a society can take to decrease the amount of crime... And we should, because ultimately every serial killer is a reflection of society and its flaws. Just ask the town of Riverdale. Oh this my god. Like... But this is like an actual art, like scientific article that just, and it mentions Riverdale at the end. I crave death. This is, this is horrible. This, this is... is like a scientific article in response to Riverdale saying there's a serial killer gene. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand not a routine how test. would they have never 
mention this to Betty or like why are they I don't understand why would you tell a seven-year-old ahead no why would you not tell her like when she told Alice I feel like something's not right with me like why would you not tell her when it was revealed that her father was yeah. a serial so I, I killer? Think, I think there's some amount of comedy of, like, someone going up to their parents and being like, Mom, I, I feel different. And they're like, oh, we meant to tell you, you're a serial killer. She was like, no, no, I think I like girls. <laughs> I honestly think this episode is, like, it's just offensive because people do have genetic mutations. And that saying that that makes them a serial killer and means they're violent is just not true. And it, so they're just using no, outdated I think, information. No, I think they looked up, hey, is there any genetic anomaly that we can use to justify this character having a sort of split personality thing without committing to them having DID? Well, yeah, that would also be bad. But this is also bad to people who have that gene. It's like, they didn't just, they could have made something up. It's not like they don't know how to make things up on this stupid show. They don't. When was the last time they made something up? Exactly. <laughs> the SATs. The SATs are a real thing. The scores aren't real. Oh my God. <laughs> they can Google what is serial killer gene, but can't Google what is normal SAT score. Instead of having the empathy center of her brain messed up, which would make more sense. Um, yeah, she could have. They should have. They could have just been like, "Oh yeah, you had like an injury or a traumatic yeah, brain you know injury to your concussion you had." It yeah, up the empathy it center. Can literally, your brain. If, if you get a like, if you get a brain injury, traumatic brain injury to your prefrontal cortex, especially while it's still developing, you're gonna be messed up. I hate this show. Yeah, all these articles are really like about Riverdale being That's bad. Funny. A lot of people who study genetics were mad at this. Yeah, yes, it's not I good genetics. It's funny! I study genetics, I'm mad Why are we being serious about Betty having the serial killer gene? Because it's Because not it, real people have it's it. It's obviously it's stupid. I love it. Though. No one looked at the Riverdale episode and was like, nah, I think that's spitting genetic fact. Anyway. If you have based any percentage of your worldview on Riverdale, you have so much going wrong. That, like, this isn't your top priority. That is a fair point, but still. It's a funny haha. It's not. It's a garbage haha. It's the funniest thing that they've ever introduced. Yeah, I like it. I'm just saying, if people actually have this, I think Like, that's you funny. two are proposing something that would make sense and be way more boring. <laughs> I do like that they say she has a serial killer gene. I don't. I know you do. Yeah. And so I knew that you were bullshit when you said you wanted it to be a frontal brain injury. No, I'm not being bullshit. I think that would be interesting still. I don't understand why they couldn't... Because this is funnier. <laughs> you have serial killer brain. Yeah. That's still funny. You have serial killer brain is equally stupid. Exactly. Exactly. God. Except it, that one actually does make sense. Cause no, it wouldn't. Of... What? No, then you would just be doing a weird thing to people that have specific brain injuries. But you're doing a weird thing to people either way. Yeah! It's, it's just stupid! So, Edgar, for the record, I really like this plotline and I think it's really funny Betty has a serial killer This is gene. the best. I like it. I, I don't. like that there's, that they're like, she did BDSM and that means she has I, the gene. I love that they take bold <laughs> swings in, with our character in this episode. They they're really? like, you murdered your cat, you pushed your sister down the stairs, and it's all because you have one gene mutation. 
You know how you like BDSM and to wear a wig? That's the gene, baby. You being a serial killer, it's like you and then the serial killer part of you. The genes are their own personality. Literally. They're like, this one gene is Betty's whole personality and the rest is just, all the other genes are just like a side part of the main personality. That gene is so powerful. The gene is a different person. Yes. So the next scene is when that happens. Edgar takes Betty into his office and hypnotizes her. She opens her eyes and is in like a mind room. A mind room? <laughs> that she's made. It's, it's a, a room it's the, in her it's head. the Sherlock mind palace. It's a mind, she's in her mind palace. Well, my reaction was, why the she's fuck just is in she a in room <laughs> in her mind? And she talks to herself. But I thought that. For some reason, when I think of this scene, I think of, like, it's dark Betty she's talking to, like, the one in the wig and stuff. It is. No, it's literally normal-ass Betty. Like, she's wearing yeah. a ponytail and a cardigan. Well, that's because Polly didn't have the wig. That's also... Where, where was Polly supposed be, to get the freaking wig? I, I also think it would just be weird to dress up in, like, a BDSM well, get-up. That'd, that'd be so funny. I thought it would be funny. So she talks I just, to like, what, what... She'd notice if Polly dyed her hair black. I'm just saying, I thought it, that was what was going to happen to be like, oh, it's Dark Betty, because they love to say Dark Betty, and then they don't say it at all in this episode. They don't. Um, so Betty talks to Dark Betty, and Dark Betty's like, you don't remember this, but you killed your cat, you drowned it, and we say caramel weird, and you drowned your cat, and you and pushed, you pushed Polly, Polly down, the down stairs. You should really feel bad about pushing Polly down the stairs. Polly has always been a good sister to you. You should give Polly ice cream. <laughs> Um, and Betty's like, no, no, I didn't do that. And they're like, no, you did. Like, you did. You just don't remember. I hate that they really thought they did something with this plot they line. Really did. Like, they went in with so much confidence. I don't Aren't. think... They did so much with this plot line. I really think it wouldn't be that bad if they weren't, like... If you couldn't tell they were so confident in it. Because they were like, this... Is the best twist. Well, Betty it's drowned the best her cat. Plot line. Betty drowned her fucking cat. Except Caramel. later, later you find out that she hit it in the head with a rock. But we're yeah. not gonna talk about how that isn't drowning. We're gonna ignore that. <laughs> then Betty opens her eyes and her head hurts. And Edgar's like, "Your body located your trauma. Unless that's not convenient for us to take your organs, and then we're gonna say it somewhere else." I, guess. I just like. The are you gonna take her brain? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're gonna just take her whole brain. Gonna eat the brain out of her body. That seems ineffective. The trauma Who's going to buy a brain? Trauma is stored in the forehead. You can't really do a brain transplant. No, but you can eat a brain. Well, no, what pisses me off is that she's like, he had magnetic balls. They aren't magnetic. That's kind of the whole no, thing. No, see the thing, you're thinking, flesh. you're thinking about the Newton's cradle. She's talking about how much she wants to lick that sack. So. <laughs> the same joke? It just makes those me balls. Mad. Those, those are balls are really magnetic. magnetic. And then Jug's like, "All right." So Jug meets a centaur. Yeah, his person, name's Lewis. This person dressed up as a fucking centaur so for prom. Did he make funny. like the two people costume where one of them is the butt of That's the horse? So no, he made like one of the he the back of the horse just floppy. <laughs> Um, everyone else is just like in fancy medieval style He's, he's one of those he's centaurs like, where the top half is the horse and the bottom half's the guy. <laughs> Centaur? Tarzan. Um, tells him that he got the envelope Tarzan. from Tarzan! Oh, oh we've solved it. <laughs> he says he got the envelope from a homeless kid, a.k.a. Ricky. You have like one note. 
And it's, there's nothing <laughs> soft about me. God damn. <laughs> Hiram in a sauna um, and says that he, he, wants, Baby. Says he wants to prove himself better than Hiram by boxing him and Hiram agrees. Stupid boxing match. Um, why is Hiram in sauna so often? He likes a good steam. You're allowed to like a good steam. Doesn't it like make your skin bad? Every time it I does? Bad. I don't know. I it thought makes... it just gets you sweat out. Yeah, the sweat is not very good for your skin. Well, that's why you take a shower. Afterwards. Well, you go in cold wa- ice cold water after that. What? what? I used to clean saunas. It was gross. So they're in a sauna and they're gonna box later. And then... there's nothing soft about Hiram. Oh yeah, does this when he says that? Yeah. Yeah, he said because Archie says you're soft, and he stands up and goes, "There's nothing soft about me." In a you sauna. You the Archie shippers, everybody. I hate it. The the shipping. Oh, this is divine shipping episode. Only if you like hate yourself, like. <laughs> If for some reason you're one of the two people that are like, oh, Edgar, Betty, Hiram, Archie, that's totally the ships I want in my television show. Which people exist that believe that this is the episode for you. And it's the episode for me, but for different reasons. (laughs) No, it's for that reason. You like that there's nothing soft about Hiram. He was like, I'm rock hard right now, Archie. Disgusting. I feel like if you're rock hard in a sauna, that poses problems. But he said there's nothing soft about it. There me. was a guy in the sauna that did not have his towel covering enough of his body, and I didn't like it. You almost got a full shot, because the camera goes down on You Hiram. almost got a full crotch shot. Yeah, it was bad. I understand that they're probably wearing underwear. No, Hiram's committed to that. You think they're like... like they're like <laughs> RAS was like, alright, um... Mark, Mark Consuelos, I need you to fully strip. No, you have to take off your... We will not give you a thong. Um, then then just put on this dinky little towel and say you are more erect than the Eiffel Tower. Um, and uh, three, two, one, action. Now back to the show. Polly and Betty um, briefly talk, and Polly mentions Betty pushing her down the stairs. Okay, I feel like... Polly has held a grudge for a bit longer than is normal. Thoughts? No, she says she forgave her. But she brings it but, up. Okay. I feel like if you are pretending to be someone's dark self and guilt-tripping them using things that they did when they were a child to you when you were a child, then you're not over it. Yeah. You know? Betty saved her from the sisters. And Polly, for whatever reason, wants to convince Betty that she's evil? Yeah. And that she should hate herself? Yeah. Yeah. You're saying yeah as if it's normal. Polly held this grudge since she was, like, five. Yeah. And being in, like, uh, being at the sisters and being did that not make her like Betty? Then Betty puts in earplugs and goes to Edgar, and it, the hypnos- hypnotizing still works. When she has the earplugs yeah. in? That's when she sees Polly. Yeah. And that's not hypnotized. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Sorry. She finds out. Yeah, she sees it's Polly. I just thought it didn't work because she still goes into her mind palace. No, no that's... It's not a mind palace. It's just a different room. 
We find out that they just like take her to a different room that's dark. Oh, that's what happened when she was hypnotized, but she just thought yeah. it was in her no, mind. No, no, I get, I understand now. <laughs> Confused. Um, you you really need to go into that film class so like you can understand basic. <laughs> Stop. So she sees that Polly is the one telling her all these things, and Polly says that Betty is a killer, just like Hal. Why is Polly so mad at Betty? Because she pushed her down the stairs. When she was five. And she knows it's because of the gene. It's not even because of, like, Betty hating her or something. It's because of the gene. Polly, it's because of the gene. No, it is because of the gene. No, later on, I didn't mean to. I was a Virgo. No, she does have it, and so does real Charles, who's dating fake Charles. Anyway, Jug runs into the woods and finds Ricky trying to kill himself. Uh, trigger warning. A bunch of little 13-year-olds with spears come out of the woods and they chase Jug and he hides in the bunker from them and then he sees that Ethel, Etheline, Etheline, Princess Etheline, um, is in the bunker and he's like, oh my god, Ethel. No, Yeah. And then, um, Ethel's like, yeah, I've been hiding in here, um, from the Garg. Uh, she feels bad for failing the Gargoyle's mission, which was to get Betty to go... To die. To die. And she didn't do it, so she's been hiding. I don't... Nobody's cared that she's just fucking missing, I guess. No, nobody cares about Yeah, Ethel. nobody cares. They put her in a wooden box that she desperately opposed, but all she cared was, was for not. Her, her mouth, mouth had been, been so closed. closed. Um, so... I just... Remember when the Gargoyle gang was, like, a gang, and not just a bunch of children that are in the woods without parental supervision? Yeah. Yeah. I... Really enjoy that Ricky has an entourage of yes. kids willing to murder for him. Yeah, just it's embarrassing. Jug's running away from like kids that are like three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> but they funny. have spe- spears. They whittle they them. They have no arm strength. <laughs> yeah. They're Boy Scouts. Okay. <laughs> Dude, but Dilton showed them how to shoot a gun. I mean, they don't have a gun, but he showed them how to shoot one. Um, they're just I, like, hypothetically, I could shoot you right now. But Ethel reveals that she's the one who passed the note to Betty. And just, that she wants to fuck the Gargoyle King. Okay. That's why my name is Gargoyle Sex. She says the Gargoyle King's beautiful. And then she's like... I just can't... I can't, I can't stand that Riverdale... Did the Once Upon a Time Peter Pan plotline better than Once Upon a Time did? Oh my god, I hate that. You're right. Anyway, Ethel thinks the Gargoyle King's beautiful, and so the Gargoyle King gifted her with children. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh, you. The way you said that. I mean, that's how. That's, that's the plot. You you wrote down um, Gargoyle sex while I was writing down Gargoyle King X Ethel Modern Coffee Shop AU. <laughs> <laughs> Because the, the image in my mind palace was of Ethel working in a coffee shop. Not the coffee <laughs> shop! <laughs> this fucking guy with his branches and everything comes in and he goes, uh, uh, um, uh, I'll, I'll have an Americano, please. No, the weird thing to me was that it's Penelope, right? Right? Yeah. No, the Gargoyle King? Yeah. No. Yeah. Who's in it? Who's Chick. in it? Okay, Chick's in it. Chick looked at Ethel and went, okay, she's in love with me. I'm going to use that. And it's just been being like, yeah, Ethel. Mm, Ethel. Yummy Ethel. Ethel. <laughs> I'll give you children, Ethel. That's so weird. 
You want my children, Princess Ethelene? It was funnier to me to imagine Penelope in the costume being like, ooh, Ethel. Yeah. But Chick's more realistic. Chick would do I that. Know. Chick's creepy. Chick's creepy. He also has the skills from his from his cam girling days. Hi, buddy. Do you think he still cams girls in like that outfit? That's Ethel watches every one of them. Mmm, <laughs> those branches. Ew, no. Yummy, yummy, yummy. It's like, like a strap. Ew! Also, that would get you so many infections. That's bad. Don't do that. Okay. Okay. Hey, PSA Sarah, to our listeners. PSA. <laughs> Don't have sex with a stick. <laughs> Did I tell you? Um, cut this. Don't put this on the internet. But when I was in middle school, um, I everyone... I had sex with a cult leader. No, everyone was making fun of me because they thought I was gay. Um, turns out they're right, but still. Well, not cool. Um, and at some point they were trying to convince me that a term that just translates to carrying something was how two women had sex by shoving a stick and walking around with the stick between them. Like, they're connected? Yes! But, like, by vagina to vagina, stick connect, like... Yes! That was what they were trying to convince me of. You Ooh. take, you take... No, that's, a, that's bad. That's no, go on, say it. Say no, it, say I it, know coward. Where going no, there. say it, coward. Can't, coward. You take two, two hoop vagina piercings. You connect them via a chain, yeah. thereby making artificial handcuffs connecting you via vagina. I literally knew that's where you were going with this. Why did you know that's where he was going? So then... Would ben... you handcuff yourself to me? No. <gasps> Why not? For a bit. Yeah, for like two hours. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Oh. That would be fun. Yeah. I was like, I was so hurt. I thought you meant like... In a weird way. <laughs> you handcuff yourself. No, I would. That would be fine. Okay. If it was just for a bit, I don't care. Well, we can handcuff each like together in a triangle. That's formation. why I was <laughs> I literally don't care if it's a bit. I do not give a shit. Um, I would not enjoy everyone, that if it was waddle. weird. If it was in a weird way, I would not enjoy that. Yeah. Let's go, boys. <laughs> yeah, we have a uh, uh, three tickets to Minions Rise of Gru. Uh, thank you, sir. Waddle, 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 waddle. <laughs> <laughs> and Jug emerge to all the Boy Scouts with spears, but they're now on Jug's side. Right, let me... Okay. Sorry, I forgot about this. So Jug... Imagine Jug being chased by a band of children. He knows this wood, so he knows where the sex bunker is. He finds the sex bunker, gets in, and then a bunch of kids look at the, the open opening to the sex bunker that all you have to do is lift it up and then you're in the sex bunker and they just start pounding on it from the top as if that as if like as if they can't <laughs> understand funny. how a door works and i just like the, Listen, there's like just... six of them around this this open this sewer cover and they could just and then they're in they're no... children. They don't know how doors work. Yeah. They saw how he entered. They were right behind him. They saw it close. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Ethel's like, we'll go find the tiny child. That's missing. One of the spear kids His is name's missing. Jack. And he's missing. He's the And baby. so they leave to go find Jack and just leave the children in the woods. Yeah, they're like, he's the youngest. We can't leave him behind. Let's leave all the others behind. Let's leave 20 plus kids, like two dozen. And they all look at each other like, are they really, are they leaving us? Okay, I guess we're here now. What do their parents think they're doing? 
They're like, be safe with your spear, honey. Be back by dinner. There's no way Dilton's entire Boy Scout troop were orphans. I refuse to believe it. And now they have Mommy Ethelene. And when this cult's over, they're back to being homeless. Yeah. Then Betty finds Evelyn on dialysis. In, like, the living room. (laughs) If I was in a cult where I was trying to hide that I was harvesting organs, I wouldn't be on dialysis in the living room. And Betty says, oh my god, your dad husband, she she says dad husband, your dad husband is harvesting organs to give to you since you're on dialysis. And he must be harvesting more and selling them. And then Evelyn's like, you don't know anything. You don't know anything. Betty, 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 darling. Betty, Betty. First, first step on, of, like, investigating something, don't tell the people you're investigating that you know their secret. Just, just a concept that's perhaps going to be helpful. But to, like, go in and be like, oh, Evelyn, that's very nice dialysis. Uh, that's not concerning at all. Bye, Evelyn. And then immediately called Jug outside the room. Jug! Evelyn's on dial. I think they're harvesting organs! Well, that's basically what she does. She's so stupid. She's bad at investigating things. Yeah, can, you, can, you she... give this, can you give this note to Edgar about how I think he's harvesting organs? Thank you very much. Yeah, after that, Betty finds a freezer full of organs. Also, Evelyn stopped going to school. Yep. All yep. of them stopped yep, going to school. Going as to... soon as it was relevant for them to have their own place where they're all hanging out and for no one to be allowed to leave, they stopped going to school. Yep. Yeah. Now, um, we see the fridge with the organs and, like, all the blood and surgical tools and whatnot. None of this is up to medical standards. Oh, oh, is it not? Oh, gosh. Oh, jeez, oh, gosh. Well, the, you can't the sell underground... those organs. Like, you're not going to make a profit because none of those organs are viable anymore. That's not how you, like, that's... Again, people are eating them. My, they don't need Oh, jeez, oh, gosh. Not, not my black market organ selling ring. Rude the day. What if my equipment isn't up to medical par? What, what if, what if, what's the organization that takes away your medical license? I don't know. I don't know Peppa? either. Peppa? I don't know. What if Peppa Pig pines out? <laughs> she <laughs> hates Peppa that. Peppa, Peppa Pig pines out. She's famous for attacking people that aren't up to medical code. Ethel and Jug find Jack on the bus, and then they look outside the bus, and the black hood is scraping shit with- Man, whore, door, whore, car, hand, door! Yes, he's scraping things with his little hook hand, um, and then they're trying to get out of the bus, but the black hood gets on the bus, and it's very dramatic, and then they get out of the bus, and then they lock the black hood in the bus, and then they run away. (laughs) No, they run- there's two doors. The Black Hood gets in one. They go out that one. He goes to that. They lock that one. He stands there Man, upset for like a minute. Sarah, Sarah, have you ever like played the game where you're chasing after someone and they get on like the other side of a table and so you both just like shuffle back and forth around that table? Yeah. They do that a with bus. a murderer in a, in a bus. bus. <laughs> with like a five-year-old child next just, to Just so you know, the Black Hood, I think, is trying to kill them via melee combat. <laughs> because there's no reason he couldn't shoot any of them at any time. That's true. Well, he doesn't have two hands anymore, so he can't fire the gun. He has like, two hands. He has, like, a hook. He's holding the he gun d- with he the doesn't hook. Have that he has a rubber band hooked around the thing, and he pulls it back with his hook. 
Anyway, I feel like cutting off his hand was very detrimental to his success of murdering people. Yeah, it He's was. zero for zero since cutting off his hand. No, he killed like three people. That's a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I meant zero for four out of killing people. My love, he killed like three people at the school. You're so right. He's three um, for seven. Three for seven. That's That's still failing. Yeah, he's failing. In fairness, he wasn't good when he was alive. That's true. It took him two tries to kill Midge. That's true, and Midge put up like no fight. She was just like Midge was just like go ahead. Midge just went ah. And then he shot, like, three times and still missed. Then Reggie and Veronica are at Le Bon chatting up a storm, taking bets on the fight, and then the best scene ever. Oh, Sarah. It's so good. Please watch it. Sarah. It's not good. It's so good. You can find this. It's so... It's called Daddy Lessons. Daddy Lessons. Um, You can look it up. You'll get this scene. We love this song we listen to it in the car it's so good. yeah they do and i'm in the car Here, too, let me and tell I'm you the scene because we just started talking you're so um, right archie and hiram are getting ready to fight in their underground boxing match and you flash back between they love to do this you flash back between them fighting and um veronica singing daddy lessons at Lebon bon while taking bets on their underground fight and it's great it's so good it's the only good boxing scene I'm going to confess something to you, Sarah. Some Sometimes when I hear a song that I like on Riverdale, I listen to the original version of it. And very rarely, Riverdale beats the original version. Daddy Lessons is one of yes. those times. She's so good. The original song is way worse than Veronica's cover of this song. And that, like, part of my heart hurts from that. But the other part of me wants to share it with you so you can share it to the world. I really enjoy this song. Because if anyone got to season three in Riverdale, they clearly don't have enough reach and like friends in the world so that no so that people can know that this song exists. Anyway, Hiram's trying to kill Archie, though. Yes, uh, they take off their boxing gloves at one point and start just punching each other with their fists. Both of them would have broken, like, all of their fingers by now. Oh, they would have broken their jaws. Yeah, everything's I mean, yeah. broken. A lot everything. of things Their entire faces would be just, like, um, And blue. then, so, the song ends, and then the feds come into Laban Nui. Um, and say that they're gonna take Hiram and they, they're gonna go to the underground boxing thing and get him. And then Reggie comes up to Veronica and says, we're getting a lot of calls making bets that Hiram is going to kill Archie. And then... Hiram <laughs> is gonna commit murder a murder in front of, in front of like a hundred people. To be fair, he could possibly get away with manslaughter. No. No, you can't. I wouldn't want to arrest this sweaty-ass man. He looks disgusting. Okay, what are you going to do? Like... I would be like, you take a shower and then we're going to arrest you. What? <laughs> Ignoring Hiram, that. hit the showers. I'll see you in 15... Don't run, don't run anywhere. <laughs> don't... Don't do anything, but like... Just take a shower, bud. They arrest Hiram. And then while he's taking the shower, he sings and Fit Hudson walks in the room. And he's like, what's that voice? Oh my god. Why would it be Finn? Because Finn's done the last two oh guys that have okay. sung in the shower. Um, he's done the dumb one? That sounds illegal. <laughs> then Veronica talks to Hiram in prison and is like, haha, I won. 
and you get nothing. Then Molly Ringwald. Um, to be uh, Hiram doesn't have a shirt in prison. Yeah, they I didn't know. give I was him like, a they shirt. They didn't give him clothes. That's so mean. They didn't you can give shit. him a shirt. They didn't give him a blanket or some shit. They could be in a holding cell. Um, I would still so let him have a shirt. <laughs> I would not make him like he probably brought a shirt to the box. He didn't show up there. Like you could have taken his shirt. <laughs> I just think that's excessive. Then Molly Ringwald talks to Archie about Veronica and says she thinks that they're endgame. So she says, I think you're endgame. And Archie says, endgame? End and she's like... Like the alcohol? Yeah. Endgame. Endgame? Like the podcast? We should, make, we should make, like, a martini that we call endgame. Why a martini? I know, we'll have to figure it rum. out. Why yeah. a martini, though? It would have to be a rum base. Yeah. You could figure it out. No, no, it has to be a new drink. It has to be kind of gross. <laughs> well, what, I, what's, I some, vote, what's some... I think I you vote, have to have cherry in there. Oh, I was sure. going to say um, spiced apple and vanilla Coke. Okay, spiced but you're apple, not rum, thinking about Coke. Riverdale at all. You're just saying things, so... But that is but you, Okay, you have, hey, you have Sarah, rum. Sarah. You have cherry for Cheryl. Oh, you, would you add maple? Yeah. yeah. It would be I think it would be chill maple. maple rum. And then you'd have to light it on fire and put ice cubes in it. Light it on fire. Because of fire and ice. Yeah. That took me a little bit. What, like, what and do you then, mix it with? Just cherry juice? No, it would have to be grenadine. Or is it just like a grenadine? Sh- is it just like a shot with grenadine? And then a lot of rum, cherries. And a bunch of maple Yeah, it's a shot. It's, a, it's a double shot of rum with some grenadine cherries. and... Yeah, and then some maple. Maple, maple syrup. syrup, and then you so put you ice don't cubes like dilute it. it, and then you light the top of it on fire, and you don't dilute it. What do you mean? You don't like add a mixer. No, we should add. No, grenadine is a mixer. Yeah, yeah. you're fine. That's it fine. It would be disgusting, like Riverdale. Grenadine is only okay. a mixer if diluted, because grenadine can, is a syrup. We can actually make that. We can make. You that. have to light it on fire. Ah, uh, come on! It's the last episode of the season. All right, next week we're getting hammered. We will, Sarah, we will get back to you with this drink. It's going to be cool. Next, next, next bio <laughs> is just going to be the ingredients and recipe for making a Riverdale, uh, an, an endgame cocktail. Ha <laughs> ha, cocktail. Why? I think cherry maple rum with ice in it is disgusting. We can, we can test it. <laughs> we can make something good. No, I think it has to be gross, though. <gasps> we have to put Pop Rocks on the rim for Fizzle Rocks. Yeah. Cherry-flavored Pop Rocks. Okay, like we one got of the sugar ch- rims? Yeah. Oh. No, so it's based, It's going to be um, maple syrup and rum and then cherry-flavored um, They made Pop maple rocks. rum, so that's fine. Anyway, so... She's, they say Endgame a lot. Then you find out the Lost Boys are safe with the police. And then Ethel tells Jug who... I don't think the Lost is. Boys are safe with the police. I think the Lost Boys are with the police. <laughs> um, She says the king is Jason Blossom. It's the best twist ever. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, a good twist is a qu- twist that you will never uh, see coming uh, because it's stupid. <laughs> Betty then confronts Cheryl about... The organs and shows her an organ. All right, baby, this is my favorite scene. She like, Cheryl, I got the proof, and Cheryl's like, you don't have proof. Slam, close up of a freaking like ice box, and it says the farm on it, and Cheryl's like, what's that? Betty tilts it forward. It's a human fucking heart. Who the Someone's f- did dead. Edgar kill? That heart is just on like Who? regular 
like crushed ice. And then, which is not the how you transport Edgar organ donations. A full guy. Just. Uh, her kidneys are failing, not her heart. Why the hell did he remove a heart? How do you get someone to be like, hey, your trauma actually is located in your heart, and so I must remove your heart so you, you can be less traumatized. I mean, and yeah, you're like, less traumatized okay. if you're dead. I'm also confused because how come he hasn't removed any of Alice or Polly's organs? Because he's married to them. He's and married then, to both? That was just I thought it was just okay. And then and then Cheryl's like, oh my god, that's a organ. And and Betty's like, mm-hmm. And then the scene ends. Yep. Then Cheryl is like, oh my god, Tony's scheduled for the surgery, and she goes to save Tony. Um and she calls Tony her Monte Cristo gross. Um I, okay. So is that that's a reference to the Le Conte Monte Cristo, right? That's a reference to the Denny sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think you killed him. Is that not what it is? No! Oh, why would it? Oh, I thought was you were joking! Oh, no, I thought you yeah, were joking! Yeah, I thought that's what it was. Why would it be a reference to a fucking Danny's? I don't know. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> I, that's why I wrote it. I wrote it down in my notebook. They said a very funny joke today. <laughs> I, I literally thought that was a joke, my love. Sorry, that really got me. No, it's a reference to Le Comte de Monte Cristo or the Count of Monte Cristo. This is like looking at what's what's a super. It's like saying she's my Batman. <laughs> like she's my she's my Rachel, as in where's Rachel and I'm Batman. I like, thought you meant Rachel as in Glee. Yeah, I realized that there's a lot of people named Rachel. Like it's like saying that I would murder the world for them. But, like, in a creepy way. It's like saying, oh, she's my JD. You know? Like, yeah. that's not normal. normal. I thought she was saying, you're my sandwich that I like a lot from Denny's. Denny's. <laughs> you're so stupid. I in love this you. universe, it would be called, like, Craig's or something. <laughs> Denny's is Craig's. <laughs> so. Well, Monte Cristo is a very famous sandwich. You're so it's right. So my love. It's uh, sorry. You're so right. Gargoyle sex. <laughs> Given the if, show if that references. Sex is wrong. I don't want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl and Tony are running away, and then Betty tells Fangs and Kevin about the organ harvesting, and they grab Betty, um, and won't let her leave. And they're like, he he. Stop being a detractor, Betty. Um, and then Tony and Cheryl run. And they find a window. Oh my god. And Tony crawls through the window. And Cheryl, instead of also going through the window, shuts the window and locks herself in and pretends like she's sacrificing herself for Tony by being caught, even though nothing had, like, was stopping minute. her from going out the window, too. This is my Leonardo DiCaprio could have fit on that Titanic. My joke that I said earlier. Oh, they're mad at each other. I know. I also thought of that joke. I but said it. But we pissed it. No, that we that we pissed it. You wanna say it? No. I'll cut it. I'll cut it. No, my, you say your joke. It's okay. Well, I was just gonna say I wasn't gonna explain why I was saying the Titanic walked so Riverdale could run, so it wasn't gonna make sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn. It. That's the idea why you that like that the Titanic the Titanic walked so anything like 
the Titanic sank so Riverdale could float. I don't know. <laughs> you could, you know that domino thing? You can just put the Titanic sinking Shoney. <laughs> like, actually. Stop. <laughs> the deaths of a lot of people on the Titanic. Hey, Sarah. I'm blinking twice. I need help, please. Uh-oh. It's not even like they grab Cheryl as she's trying to get out the window. It's just like she shuts the window. She shuts the window and then she starts being like, I can fist fight him. She just stands there. And she punches him in the face. And I'm like, wow, a skill set Cheryl has. Well, she's not great at it. <laughs> she takes out two guys. She should have got. She should have brought her bow. Then Archie shows up. At Veronica's, because he wants to have sex with her, but he sees that Reggie's there, and Reggie just confessed his feelings, and Veronica said she liked him too, and he leaves. And I'm like, yeah. And it's finally you and me, just me and you and us, and your friends, Archie. Do 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 Archie. Oh, God, it's so bad. I've seen this scene in, like, 20 rom-coms. And it's this one's bad, though, because I love Reggie, and I know that that's not going to make it. Reggie makes it... Way longer than he has any right to. I know. Like, seeing as I think R.E.S. really loves Varchi, Reggie is there so much more. I think, uh, you know what, you know what would be a fun idea? To track how many episodes each character is dating each other character. And see who their longest relationship was. We need to find one of those charts for this show. It's so convoluted. Yeah. I think I just need to make a spreadsheet. And then Jug digs up Jason's grave to find that it's empty. <gasps> Gasp! Jason is back from the dead. And he, he's a guy dun, in sticks. Dun, dun. I give this episode a 10 out of 10 vaginal stakes. <laughs> I said cut it! Yeah. I give this episode 8 out of 10 sauna boners. Give it an 8. I'm giving this a because seven. Because ten out of tens are musical episodes. No, I'm a giving, billion out of tens. Oh wow! I'm giving this a seven point five out of ten. Famous French nine. Denny sandwiches. So dumb. I'm sorry. Why would it ever be Denny's? I didn't know it. I just thought it was a type of sandwich. Monte Cristo was just a type of sandwich. Why would it be? A... Let's escape together, my BLT. <laughs> That's what I thought. I've been gargoyle sex. Oh, I've been the MAOA and CDH13 serial killer genes. I've been genetics 101. Please take one biology class. No, don't take biology. No, that's boring. Go DIY a a strap-on. I think that sounds like a fun project. Well, a DIY strap-on sounds fun. I think if you took a dildo and like, I think if you took a dildo and like a a a rock climbing harness, you could make like a decent strap on. <laughs>